Get ready to uncover, develop, and celebrate the greatest you you can be. Welcome to the Live the Good Life Show with Sabrina Wright, connecting your physical and spiritual self. Sabrina is a holistic health and wellness advocate, consultant, encourager, and therapist, here to help you dive into self-care so you can be your own greatest advocate. Could you use a little direction? Sabrina takes a holistic, multifaceted approach. No part of your well-being is left behind. We all want to feel healthy, happy, and whole. So let's get to it. The Live the Good Life show starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live the Good Life show. I'm your host today, Sabrina Wright. And today I'm super excited to have a conversation with my guest, Sherry Tennessee. Today we're talking about the new wave of wellness. And after last year, there's a new interest in wellness and the beneficial impact from adding wellness into our everyday routine. I'm sure you're wondering how to manage all of that and how to manage family responsibilities, work responsibilities, and just daily life. Well, my guest today, Sherry Tennessee, is a director of education. She has over 20 years of experience in the spa and wellness field. She's, a rec she's recognized as a world-class speaker, a seasoned consultant, a trainer, a wellness coach, and if you will, a wellness mixologist. This I want to know more about, Miss Sherry. She's also an author and she's designed, developed, and facilitated training programs for a variety of spa locations, including Sandals Resorts International. Miss Tennessee has a BS in biology, an MBA specializing in marketing and entrepreneurship and recently completed a graduate program certification training in integrative health and wellness. So please put your hands together and welcome my guest, Sherry Tennessee. Hi, Sherry. Hi, it's actually Cherie. It's the French version. Oh, I like that even better. <laughs> I love it, Cherie. I love it. So glad that you're here with me today. You know, so happy to be here, Sabrina. Thank you for the invitation. And I love talking about wellness and how we can incorporate it in. So yay. Sure. So wellness, as many of us in the industry know, it's an active pursuit of activities, choices, and lifestyles that lead to a state of holistic health, right? And first and foremost, it's important to understand that wellness is not a passive or a static state. It's really an active pursuit. And secondly, it's holistic health that you're pursuing, right? Absolutely. And it's really interesting. If you look at like the World Health Organization or the Global Wellness Institute and their definition that talks about, you know, freedom from disease and infirmity and focusing on well health and well-being, that definition actually is from like the 1940s when we were first being introduced to this concept of wellness. And if you go to both of those sites today, that definition is still there. 
Um, and then probably about the 1980s, there was a shift of wellness that was more kind of nutrition and exercise based. And a lot of times when you talk to people about wellness, that's kind of the first things that they really hit on is, you know, eating right, exercise, eating right, exercise. But I think that there was a great definition that came out with Travis and Ryan back in about 2004. And he did these 12 kind of paradigms of wellness. Mm -hmm. And what he started with, what, or what they started with was self-love and responsibility. And it's true, right? It, it takes it, it just gives you a little bit more control and power over your own wellness. Because I think about, you know, I lived in Baltimore for 12 years and I think about East Baltimore. I worked at Johns Hopkins University. Like when you start talking about wellness and it has to be nutrition and exercise, that's not on their mindset. Like they, you know, they're in a food desert. So how are you going to change your eating habits when you don't have the money and you don't have the resources? How are you going to walk your neighborhood when it might not be a really walkable neighborhood? So what other options are we giving? When you start with, it's about self-love and your responsibility to yourself, I really feel like that predicates an attitude and a mindset of when I practice self-love, then I'm going to eat with love. I'm going to move with love. I'm going to be with love. I'm going to speak and think. And those are that's actually how he lays out the paradigms. Is like when you start with this foundation, then you can build everything else upon it. And I think when we talk about wellness, like it, it's not about yoga and meditation. Those are very, very beneficial, but I really do think it's, it's an inside tool that you can enhance with outside tools. I, I fully agree with you, Cherie. And what I have found in my own practice and in working with clients is that they've become very disconnected from their selves. The value and worth and is missing because mm -hmm. it's been it's become more about pleasing others taking care of others and self-care has been put on the back burner absolutely and especially as caregivers because i know you're in the industry and i've been in this industry for 20 years and we are givers um and i saw this great quote one of my girlfriends tara sent it to me it said only the wounded are healers right so you kind of have to have some sort of brokenness some sort of um something that happened that really wanted you to be in this industry and we do we give we give we give but you cannot pour from an empty vessel and I think when we talk about wellness and that self-love um, aspect of it, it allows us to refill our vessel. And then that overflow can go to our clients, our family, our friends, our projects, our businesses. But if we're depleted, we have nothing left to give. Like we're literally running on E. So self-care has to be put at the forefront because otherwise you're not going to be able to accomplish anything. I agree. And what's interesting is that in conversations and even in the media now, there's talk about, well, what do I have to give up? Why mm -hmm. do I, how am I going to, how am I going to treat myself well? How am I going to incorporate self love and self care? Because I only have so much time in the day. What do I have to give up? And so we come from a mindset of lack instead of abundance. Where Absolutely. Really what wellness and self-love and self-care is all about 
is not only adding to ourselves, but adding to everything we're connected to. Absolutely. I think the other thing that's a challenge is people have a misconception. When you say wellness, it's like, oh, I'm going to go take a retreat. Or when I go on vacation to the mountains or to the beach, then I'm going to practice wellness. Then I'm going to be mindful. Um, and there's a great quote by Eckhart Tolle, that one mindful breath is meditation. So if you, you know, when we have these crazy busy lives, you know, especially working from home. So we're teacher, we're parent, we're cook, we're cleaner and we're boss. So we may not have that time to kind of get away, but you do have 30 seconds to sit and just take a breath in and out to be present in the moment, to bend over and touch your toes and stretch back, or maybe go sit outside for five minutes. All of that is a practice in self-care and all of that is wellness. Like it doesn't have to be, let me put on my expensive yoga pants or let me go to this biking class or let me plan this two week vacation and then I'll do it. Or that equates to it. I sit here in my chair. I take my breaths. I get up in the morning. I go sit on my balcony or my deck area. I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm looking at the sun. And that is wellness because it's refilling me. It's getting me ready for my day. So I think we have to reframe wellness, that it's not something outside or a class or someplace you have to go or someplace you have to be, that it's all embodied within you and you can practice it every day, all day as you can. Exactly. I, I love that you start your day that way. And now my, <laughs> my sacrifice might be getting up early, but I'm on East Coast. I'm on East Coast time, living in the West Coast, so I'm usually up pretty early anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and it does. It just kind of gets my day started in the right frame of mind. Now it is hard because it's like you walk past the kitchen. Oh, this needs to be done, and you walk past this, and oh, that needs to be done. And I think, but it is like okay. Let me go take. If it's five minutes, if it's 15, if I have the luxury of 30, I'm going to take it. But I'm taking that time to really build that foundation for the rest of the day. And I find the days that I don't do it are just scattered and hectic and I'm drained by the end of the day, regardless of how much sleep I've gotten. But those mornings that I really just kind of sit down, still reading, writing, those are the days that are just bubbling over. Absolutely. And those are the days that that move at a really great pace. And there is less hiccups, there are less obstacles, and there's an ease and flow about the day. Truly. Absolutely. And I think that we've been so far removed from ease and flow that it's hard for our brains to actually connect on it how to make that happen. Absolutely. I really think that there is this pride in hustle and struggle. Um, and so there was a really famous hip hop song, um, Every Day I'm Hustling. And so I've changed the lyrics. I love the song. It's such a motivating song, great beat. I'm like, every day I'm aligning, every day I'm aligning because it doesn't have to be this hustle. Like you're working so much harder. You do need to pray and move your feet, but you know, when you are still, like even they say pray, prayer is when you talk to God and meditation is when God answers, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can get still that early morning um, moment, when you get that insight and that guidance, 
and let me go do this or that idea pops in your head and let me go, you know, let me take five minutes to take care of that. It's amazing how those little things and that little bit of guidance can push you and propel you so much further than you pushing on this wall that's just not going to move. So we do, we need to have another conversation again, kind of reframing, as I said, about wellness. This whole, I have to hustle, I have to struggle, that it's required for life. There is ease, there is balance, there is flow, there's generosity, there's abundance. If you open yourself up to it, that it does not have to be this daily struggle. And I know people looking at this like, oh yeah, I'm sure she says that because she's here, she's done that. I've struggled, I, I've hit rock bottom. Um, I understand what that's like. I was probably two weeks from being homeless, but thank God for my parents. And, you know, I know as a single parent, there were some days that my son had much bigger meals than I did. So it's not this, I've never had a challenge. I've never had to struggle. I was able to focus on the light at the end of the tunnel, understand the valley that I was in. And in the words of Viana Van Zant, the value of the valley so that I can sit here and say, yes, you can still live in East Baltimore. You can live in Southeast DC and still take a moment to breathe and be present and be open to the opportunities and possibilities. Like your environment does not have to control what happens to you. It's your mind and how you approach things and how you process things, which again, going back to that self-love and wellness changes the conversation and it changes your trajectory. I, I completely agree. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's, oh. <laughs> and, and I appreciate the fact that you're speaking from a place where you have experienced the disconnect, right? And you've also experienced the work needed to reconnect and then to invest in yourself, to fill yourself up, to love yourself mm -hmm. and to experience the change in your wellness. So absolutely, you absolutely from experience. Oh, yes. I feel like, you know, you have theory and I'm a huge fan of theory. If you've ever been to one of my classes, I'm stating I'm stating quotes and stats, but I do bring that first hand experience. And, you know, I'm always like, God didn't bring me this far to leave me. And like, you know, the birds are taken care of, the gators are taken care of. I lived in Florida for many years too. Um, you know, if they're taken care of, then I'm going to trust that I'm going to take, I'm going to be taken care of as well. But what is it that I need to do? Or what is it that, that I can do to help facilitate it? And I'll tell you what's really interesting. Back in 2019, I had been in the spa industry probably about 19 years by that time. And I was working for this five-star um, Forbes brand as a director of spa and wellness. And I'm selling thousand dollar packages and people are coming in for massage and facials and all these wellness experiences. And I ended up in the ER due to stress. Oh. And I it, it put such a pause on everything. And I said, I'm not living the message that I know that I should be doing. Like, you know, it's kind of like I would tell massage therapists, like, don't come and greet your client and your shoulder touches your ear because the client is not going to listen to anything you say because you're not living your message. And I have to say, I had a real wake up call. That was probably um, end of April, 2019. And I said this, I have to reframe this. I really have to look at it. And that was my focus from 2019. And then of course, all of that was highlighted in 2020. I just kind of had a year in advance of 
How do I take better care of myself? What is it that I need to do in the moment? How do I prioritize everything that I'm doing? And again, it was just this wake up call and this real life experience where we're in this industry and we're giving and giving and giving, but are we taking care of ourselves and living the message that we're trying to convey in those treatment rooms and you know in whatever locations that we are? So yeah, the messages keep coming. <laughs> Exactly. Well, right now, um, we're going to take a break. Okay. And, and Cherie, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about how we connect the thought process, right, of wellness to self-love. And where do we go once we get that connection? Where do we go to start adding, if you will, to our lives and to our self-care wellness routine. You're listening to Live the Good Life Show. I'm your host, Sabrina Wright, and my guest today is Cherie Tennessee, and we'll be back after this message. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium genie and spirit walker Nicole. 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Take the power of essential oil healing to the next level with the Essential Light Insight Deck, containing 61 oracle cards. Each card holds a painting and message that captures the spirit of an essential oil. By drawing a card, you'll illuminate the spiritual healing capacity of plants 
and transform your day. For more information about the Essential Light Insight Deck and Gen Repa, visit Thriveology.com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Live the Good Life Show. My name is Sabrina Wright, and today we're talking about wellness and welcoming you back to focusing on your wellness. My guest today is Cherie Tennessee, and our lively discussion has been about wellness and self-love and how to connect, how to connect it together, how to connect it to ourselves. And when we do connect it, how do we move forward? So Sharia, I need to ask you. Sure. How are wellness and self-love really connected? I mean, I felt that self-love was key to wellness. I mean, I saw this great quote. Oh, I think I was like in the right, right before my divorce. And it says, you attract to your level of self-esteem. And I burst into tears because it just really hit my soul. And when we practice self-love, that self-care, it just, it changes just your DNA, I feel like almost. When you come from this place of I'm enough and I'm worthy and I deserve it just because, just because I woke up this morning, I deserve it. Not because I'm hustling for approval or because I did this or because I did that. It is that you woke up this morning makes you deserving. And that is a really hard lesson. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be transparent here. I wasn't feeling that way probably two years ago and I found a great therapist. And I said, you know, I, I went and I said, here's my list. Like I want to work on my self-worth, my, my self-love and showing up and knowing that I'm enough. And that has been about a year journey. And it was, it was like peeling back all the layers. I had childhood trauma that just kind of diluted and kind of darkened my self-image life, trying to appease and please family and friends and showing up and how people think you should show up. Um, and if you call my mom right now, she will tell you <laughs> that's not her youngest daughter. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm moving to Miami. Yep. I'm taking your grandson to Jamaica. Oh yeah. We're moving to Vegas. Um, you know, but it's like, I have to live my life for me. And if, if I get that if I knew 2018, I was moving to Vegas. I didn't know how, I didn't know why, I didn't know how it was gonna come together. But I came here in 2018 for a spa show and I said, I, I think I wanna live here. And things just opened up and transitioned in ways that I had no clue. And I think when you can really love yourself, then you listen to that inner voice of guidance. Now, is that mean girl in there too? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that inner critic, yeah. Yeah. that um you know that inferior infer inferiority complex all of it but she and i sit down and we have a conversation because it serves a purpose like that is you know to keep us safe and you know it also keeps us limited and it sometimes keeps us stuck as you said mm -hmm. and i think when you really can come from that space of being enough and being deserving just because not because of anything else you've done then that allows you to move with just a higher grace and a higher intention and a higher space. Like the moves that I've made, no one else understood. When I told my parents, and they're always the last to know because they love me and they that's where that inner critic came from. And like, why would you do this? That makes no sense. So they're usually the last to know. Um, but, I, but by the time I tell them, like I have 
I know where I'm living. I know what I'm doing. Like everything is stacked up because I'm going to have to explain it and justify it. Um, and I feel sad about that, but it gives me the time to kind of work through it. But I've leaped so many times, leaped into careers. I've leaped into countries. I've leaped into opportunities and I've always landed on my feet. Always. Um, and you, and when you trust that, you will. So I really think when we talk about wellness, it is that that foundation of self love, which allows you to listen to that voice. It allows you to leap. It allows you to really get out of that box that sometimes we just put ourselves in, mm -hmm. and just trusting that it's all going to work out for your highest good. Um, which again, you know, twenty years in the industry sounds very woo woo, but I saw this really powerful movie called Heal the Documentary, and it's all about like just the power of the mind and Bruce Lipton and you know the biology of belief and placebo. And I was pulling up some stats where placebo I didn't even know is between fifteen to seventy two percent effective. Just thinking that you're going to be cured cures you. So when you think this is going to be successful versus, oh my goodness, this is going to go wrong, it, it just kind of changes and shifts the opportunity. And we have that opportunity to change every single day. I did a, a little vlog a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know, some days you may wake up and pink is your favorite color. And the next day you may wake up and purple is your favorite color. It's okay to change. Like you can evolve and grow and adapt as you need to. So. And it's important to embrace change because oh, yeah. if you're not moving and growing, you're, you're dying. <laughs> literally, you die. You do. You die. And you'll die right there. And like, it, there's a great quote that says, be wary of people who are standing in the same place year after year because they're not moving forward. So when you talk about progress and the changes that you want to make, it's scary. And let me say this. I do leap. And I do change a lot. And people are like, oh, you must just be fearless. Absolutely not. Um, I drove cross country and I didn't have a place to live. And it was like, oh, my, I'm just going to trust. I was like, I'm just going to hold this steering wheel and I'm going to trust. It was really faith, surrender, and trust. And I literally bought a house in three weeks, um, which is unheard of, especially in this market. But it just came together. And I said, you know what? I'm not in control. What I can control is my mindset, my approach, and the steering wheel and the gas pedal. And that's what I'm going to focus on and looking at the scenery and not focusing on the destination, but the journey. Exactly. And quite frankly, for anybody else out there, it doesn't need to make sense for your, your circle of influence, for your family, just so long as it resonates with you as an individual, that's what's most important. Absolutely, because God put it on your heart, not theirs. And what I will also say, if you go back and look, I'm a, I've turned in, as I've gotten older, I don't know about you, I've turned into a big history buff. So like, I love the History Channel, and um, I believe the day that Thomas Edison turned in the phone patent, there were three others submitted that same week. Wow. Right. So what that says to me is God put it on a couple of different people, and was trying to see who was going to bring it to fruition. So if you get that idea, you best believe somebody else probably got that idea too. And whoever puts the wind and the effort behind it is the one who's going to make the pace. So don't be upset that you got that idea, but you were too scared to follow it and somebody else did it and brought it out. Right. So, and yeah. how many times I can say it's happened to me a couple of times where I've not followed through on it. And that's taken me a huge detour. 
Mm -hmm. All the way around. All the way around. And it's like I needed to heal from some other opportunities and some words that had been spoken over me and things like that where I allowed someone else's approval to dictate my follow through. Oh, gosh. I know, right? And so it's, it's like tough. a big circle. Mm -hmm. That you could have circumvented. But I'll tell you what, um, there was a great study talking about people um, I, in that integrative health class, we had to do kind of um, a death doula, like how do you prepare for death? And there was just a lot of studies and a lot of information. It was an intense, that was an intense week. Um, but the research showed on your deathbed, people are thinking more about the things that they didn't do than what they did. Those regrets of maybe I should have tried that or maybe, you know, if I had only, and that's what's in your mind. So for me, I'm like, I'd rather leap. And even if I fail or fall or, you know, get scuffed up, at least it's not, well, what if I had tried? What would have happened if I did? And that for me, like, it, it makes me a little bit more comfortable leaping because I've had such success. Have I failed? Yes, I, you know, I lost the business in 2009, but do I regret launching the business? Absolutely not. Um, you know, moving to Miami, moving to the Caribbean, um, all of those have worked out. And I, it's not me sitting somewhere like, what if I had tried? So, I mean, just that little, you know, I'm not the jumper that I was. I'm definitely more of a toe dipper, <laughs> but still taking that action, even if it's a micro action where you have this idea of this big, you know, dream, it can be daunting and overwhelming, right? But what is a little action you can do? Can you go research it? Can you go look at this? Can you think about this aspect of it? Can you write it down? And all of those little steps get you closer to that ultimate big goal. And it makes it a little bit less frightening and a little bit more digestible. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing is, nothing really can happen overnight. So the, the thought that percolates, the joy and the, the next project that's percolating with inside you is going to take small, consistent steps to get you there. And before you know it, here it is, right? You're it's there. The way that this year has just ticked by consistently, <laughs> and it's going to be the middle of 2021. And I don't know what happened, but it's what, you know, it's one of those things. And, and my girlfriend, my, my girlfriends are so funny to me because, you know, I was talking to one the other night and I don't have any, I don't really have any new girlfriends. Like my girlfriends I've known for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And they all say the same thing. They're like, oh my God, when I talk to you, I get exhausted. Cause I'm like, yeah, I did three podcasts. I had two articles, da, da, da. but my, one of my girlfriends sent me this great video. And he said, those who are busy, productive and joyous, are more joyous and they live a hundred lives in one life exactly versus those who are kind of like i don't know like you just you're kind of killing yourself when you don't take those moves and those risks and kind of listen to what's in your heart and are there times where you can't because of life and just you know things yeah. that are happening beyond your control absolutely 2020 was a perfect example of that right where things yeah. were just beyond our control but maybe it's a dream deferred, right? It's, it's delayed until a certain point. And I love seeing like the 97 year old who graduated from high school or the 71 year old who graduated from veterinary school so he could take care of stray dogs or, you know, all these individuals that I myself getting ready to go back to graduate school at a later stage than probably most people in the program 
thankfully no one has been like, why would you want to do that? Because they know I'm not going to listen. And I just don't surround myself with those kind of people. But there's not a, an expiration date on your dreams or your goals. Just because you are a certain age on the calendar doesn't mean that limits what your opportunities and your possibilities are. I mean, there's women that are becoming models in their 70s. And it's a dream they had carried for 50 years, right? And yeah. now is the time. So like, even if you just can't drop everything and move cross country like I did, and it was a tough decision, then what can you do? What research can you put in? What effort can you, you know, how can you expand your knowledge so that when that door opens, you're ready to run through it? Exactly. Waiting does not be, does not mean you're standing still. Absolutely not. And you I, can think, be I think people miss that. <laughs> Right? You could be that inchworm. Like he gets exactly. to where he needs to go. It just might take a little bit longer than the rest. But there's no comparison. I feel like comparison is such a waste of energy. And when we talk about wellness, we have to put that down. We need to put down the judgment. Um, we need to put down the comparison and embrace more like compassion and empathy. Because again, going back to that movie Heal, like those thoughts that builds up toxicity in your body, you know, things like forgiveness versus the judgment, forgiving you for having that feeling, forgiving them, you know, for whatever they may have done or not done in your story. But, you know, it really is like, this is yours. So take care of it and not, you, you can't compare yourself to someone else because you don't know what chapter they are in their life to what chapter you are. So, exactly. yeah. you know, I think the mindset and that self-love and self-actualization really to me is the key to wellness. And then you mentioned before the break, like how do we bring that into our lives? And I think it's a daily practice, right? It's like bathing. Like if you don't bathe on a regular basis. Right, right. So hold that thought right there okay. because we're going to need to go to another break. But oh. three, I know, right? <laughs> if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do so? Um, I'm on LinkedIn at Cherie Tennessee. I'm very active, probably more than I should be on Instagram. I'm at the spa SOS, um, T-H-E-S-P-A-S-O-S. -S -S. Um, and then they can also reach me via email. You know, we all still have those um, at the spa SOS at gmail.com. Perfect. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how we as individuals can incorporate into our daily lives moments of wellness wellness activities, and just more self-love. So we'll be right back. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'd love to tell you about the latest technology of the Valara Company. 
I've been using the Polara company equipment, the air machines, since 1992, and I have found them to be totally successful in killing mold, mildew, and keeping your house fresh and clean. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMac.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Has your kindness been used against you? Are you ready to clear the confusion and reconnect with your power? Then it's time to become Toxic Person Proof. Join Toxic Relationship Specialist Sarah K. Ramsey as she gives you the secrets to rebuilding and rebranding your life after a toxic person encounter. It's time to get past the past, get real about the present, and get serious about your future. For more information, visit sarahkramsey.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the energy paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The energy paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative, and earth-shattering way to live, work, and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com. You know, marriage is not always easy, but skills that improve communication go a long way. Tune in to The Relationship Rehab Show, Recovering Happiness in Your Love with Nancy Landrum and Dr. Pat each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Nancy is an author and teacher empowering couples to create and sustain loving marriages. Learn to listen, speak, and handle conflict with respect so your love can flourish. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit NancyLandrum.com. Welcome back everyone to Live the Good Life show. I'm your host, Sabrina Wright, and you can <clears throat> catch some of our past uh, shows on my website, thewrightwrightbalance.com, or you can catch them on transformationtalkradio.com. And today we're talking about welcoming us back to wellness and what wellness and self-love, when they're connected, what that does for us in our lives and what wellness really means day to day. Today's guest, Cherie Tennessee, I got to thank you, my friend. I and, and I've got to call you, my friend. We have so many things that we are just so in sync with and even our backgrounds are really relatively similar, though in different parts of the country, mm -hmm. experiences and as educators and students of life and mm -hmm. coaches and advocates for wellness and health for everyone that we come in contact with. I'm just so honored and delighted to have you on the show today. It's been a pleasure. I'm so excited. It goes so quickly. I know it does. There's a couple of things. Tell me about wellness mixologist. Where did you get that? Um, so, you know, I have great friends. As I said, I don't really have any new friends. And I was telling my girlfriend, well, you know, I've done massage. And I really got this. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity of being the director of education um, for Sandals Resorts International, Red Lane Spas. And I'm a researcher by heart. I have a BS in biology. I did cancer research at Hopkins. And um, I worked at MedImmune, which is now AstraZeneca. So research is just like, I love to have the information. And I was getting ready to transition to the Caribbean. I said, well, you know, what is 
you know, what are they known for? What's coming so that we can incorporate that into the education, into the services. I want to be able to have that conversation. And the Caribbean was set to be like the wellness destination. That was probably back in 2014. And it really piqued my interest. So what is wellness? And then that had me exploring like the Global Wellness Institute and this whole concept of wellness travel, which is totally different than medical travel, right? Where people were traveling to have wellness experiences and what better place than the Caribbean because you have, you know, just indigenous fruits and plants and you have the beach and a slower lifestyle and sketchy Wi-Fi, right? So that definitely takes you away from and out of the world. And it, I really have had an interest in wellness probably since about 2014 and kind of looked up those definitions. I recently did an article um, that's kind of being processed and reviewed and it was looking at the lack of wellness um, for African-American women. And what's really interesting is that African-American women spend nine times more, about $1 billion on spa well, wellness and beauty or beauty and um, spa, right? But there's not this concept or real introduction of wellness services. Um, African-American women also have a higher propensity for high blood pressure, trauma, PTSD, just a litany of issues that wellness practices can eliminate and reduce so that we don't have the same death rate. Like as I was doing the research, I would literally be crying like, oh my goodness, like one in three um, women have experienced some sort of childhood trauma or abuse, which leads to thinking of epigenetics to an increased propensity for disease, right? Because you've changed your DNA and that just puts you at a higher risk. And that's not woo woo, that's science. Um, so it really just kind of made me think of how do we make this more approachable for everyone and especially for your highest spenders. Like if you look at any business and you look at who your highest spenders are, that's usually who you go after first. There are not organizations going after black women in particular to share this insight on wellness. And that kind of um, really led me to this path and how do we make it approachable? How do we make it applicable? As an educator, like, I don't wanna teach to the sky. Like, I wanna teach it so that when you hear this lesson from 12 to one, at one fifteen, you can go apply the information that I've shared. Absolutely. So when you think about how do you bring wellness into your life and you do these activities or you make these requests that are, out of limits or out of reach, it makes it unrealistic. And I think of, and I hope I'm answering your question, but I think of Ellen Langer, who is um, the longest tenure professor at Harvard, and she did all these wonderful studies on mindfulness. And one of the ones that always sat with me coming from hospitality was the housekeepers, right? Like those are the hardest working folks in a hotel. Yes. And they had high blood pressure, hypertension, heart disease. And she said, well, why is that possible? You are literally on your feet and working eight to 10 hours every single day, physical labor. But they didn't see it as exercise. It was just a job. So she went and did the study and like um, brought them all in, really talked to them, showed them videos about how you do this lunge when you're vacuuming is exercise. And when you bend and do these squats, it's exercise. And it's this, you know, it's this type of style and that type of style. And then she came back and their blood pressure was down. Their, you know, their, their propensity for heart disease had all lowered because she changed their mindset in that what they were doing is, exercise. She's done the same thing with like an older population where she took them out. 
They only played music from their times. The conversation was from their times and they came back and they moved better. They could see better. Um, all of the things, a lot of the things that were bothering them pre were reduced or eliminated posts. So when we talk about wellness, it really does go into the mindset and we have got to get away from wellness is going to a yoga class or wellness is going someplace or having to do something. It's really about for that population who needs it the most, who has the highest death rate from preventable diseases. When you walk to the bus stop, that's exercise. When you sit for 10 seconds, because it might be a little tough to close your eyes on a bus because you might get got. Let's be realistic, right? But if you could close your eyes for 10 seconds on the bus and just take, you know, a Dr. Wild breath where you breathe in for four, you hold for seven and you exhale for eight, that is meditation. That's going to lower your heart rate. That's going to lower your cortisol rate. That's going to, you know, it's going to put you back in balance, but it does. It starts with the mind and making it approachable and not this elite expensive experience because those who need it the most it's not being <clears throat> crafted for them and that's a disservice and so i want to i want to take wellness to the masses because that's who it's intended for and there was a really great article i told you i'm a researcher um global wellness institute talks about how a lot of these wellness modalities have been kind of crafted to the west when they actually come from the east when you look at yoga you know there's roots in egypt when you look at meditation when you look at chakra balancing those things come from the east and we've really kind of played it and made it where you have to have a certain look you have to have a certain economic um socioeconomic status to be able to participate in it when it was black and brown people who created it are the same ones who are being neglected from it and need it the most. So I really want to make it so that it's not this elite experience that you can do it no matter where you live, no matter how much you make, regardless of how you look, it is for everyone. Exactly. And I teach an injury prevention and self-care class. And part of that class is getting people to understand that you can craft your own personal self-care kit that is with you everywhere you go and it's not all of this equipment it's <laughs> nothing big or grand and you can incorporate self-care in moments in minutes and it's just a natural addition to everyday living absolutely that enhances and it's funny because <clears throat> I love the program that we did and the last piece of it. Uh, it's actually the doctor who is, I believe it's the Wellness Institute, um, but it's a program that Walmart is actually putting together to incorporate wellness um, into just everyday life. And so one of the assignments that we had is like, you have these clients who have these conditions, how do you address them? And, you know, they're like massage and yoga and cognitive, you know, um, therapy. But again, if you're thinking about a certain demographic, they don't have access to that. So my thing was, let's talk about meditation, but let me give you a link on YouTube. Everybody has YouTube on their phone. Yeah. Let's talk about yoga. There's actually a Black Girl Yoga YouTube channel that you can go to because you want representation. Like it's not as mm -hmm. effective when you don't have people doing it that look like you. Yeah. So again, you know, we, it doesn't have to have a cost associated with it for you in to put it in your toolkit. Like it can be this free YouTube link. And there's a great site, I think it's called Seven Cups that offers like free mental, um, 
free therapist. Now, it's not a, a long stretch of time, but it does introduce you to that because one of the things that really is a barrier, if I'm going to put food on the table and pay the rent and pay electricity, I, I might not have enough money to pay for this therapist, but I know I need both. Which one is going to win? Shelter is going to win over that. So having these free resources that are effective, um, and it's, you know, we, we perish for a lack of knowledge. I actually just put that in one of my articles is to share this knowledge that you have these tools, you have these, um, these resources that can not enhance, save your life. Mm -hmm. um, then let's make sure we're sharing that information. And then that can be incorporated into a daily practice that elevates everyone. It takes us to a whole nother level of consciousness, right? It is the age of Aquarius. I did go woo woo right there, but, um, <laughs> but it is. So, you know, you have the research, you have the passion, you have the knowledge. Let's spread it around. Exactly. I couldn't have said it more, <laughs> more authentically or even more passionately. I adore your message and I adore you. Uh, Cherie, this has been so great to have this conversation and to share these ideas and to be able to um, introduce you to my audience. Uh, again, so how, how can people get connected with you? Um, I am definitely on Instagram, probably more than I should be. Um, it's the T-H-E spa, S-P-A-S-O-S. Um, you can also reach me on LinkedIn at Cherie Tennessee, S-H-E-R-R-I-E, -R -R -E, Tennessee, like the state. Yes, T-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-E. -S -S -E. And if you want to send me an email, I am at the spa, S-O-S, at gmail.com. Perfect. Today was enlightening, exciting, and I hope that everyone listening really understands that the connection is within you. Absolutely. So please reach out to Cherie or myself. And you can connect with me at the right balance.com or on my uh, Instagram page, Live the Good Life Sabrina, or on Facebook, Sabrina A. Wright. And let's get you tools and resources and let's get you started on working toward your self-love and your total wellness. I want to thank my guest again, Cherie Tennessee, for joining me today on Live the Good Life Show with Sabrina Wright. And we will see you next month. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Live the Good Life Show with Sabrina Wright. Tune in on the second Thursday of next month at 11 a.m. Pacific for more tips, tricks, and insights to help you invest in your best self. Find balance in your lifestyle and watch yourself evolve into who you're meant to be. For more information about Sabrina and her services, visit therightbalance.com. That's the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com.